Good day, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hope uh, all of you are staying warm. It's extremely cold out there. I don't know. I think it's, I'm not sure when it's supposed to break here in Wisconsin. I think next week, I think, or over the weekend, maybe. Be mindful of how long you leave your dogs outside, things of that nature. Yeah, not till Monday. Highs, lows, Friday's going to be one degree. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying warm. Lots going on. The WEF is going on right now. Interesting, interesting stuff. I saw, I saw uh, Javier showed up. Absolutely destroyed everybody. You love to see it. How's everyone doing today? How's everyone doing? I wanted to see how you all are. One sec here. All right. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's some uh, <clears throat> some frames dropping. I don't know if it's me or not. Sorry. I was seeing I was dropping frames, so that was distracting. If I do this, we can also... Uh, I can go... Let's just try lowering the, lowering the bitrate just a little bit. First time watching a live streaming, welcome Beethoven. Make sure you follow the channel. Hope you're doing good. I think Rumble, I think Rumble was having some issues because like my uh my locals chat, I think my locals chat wasn't working when I tried to type in there. So there's something going on with Rumble, I think. Not on my end. Yeah, Gravel says Rumble's just shit today. Yeah. Yeah, Bongino is always fine, but I think it's because he's the only guy that's really on that early in the day. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I was thinking pretty sure that Dan doesn't have latency issues. Um, hmm. Okay. Hope you're doing well. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> I wanted to talk a little bit about, we've got some interesting, kind of interesting variety of stuff today. I wanted to talk first about Jordan Peterson losing his appeal to uh, be re-educated. 
apparently. He had to, if you, I think this goes back almost two years at this point. Like uh, almost two years at this point where some weirdos, some weirdos got really mad at Dan Bongino for, I'm sorry, not at Dan Bongino, at Jordan Peterson for tweeting things. Essentially, then the governing body of all psychiatrists Hold on a second. Let me see what's going on with the leg. Let me ask Rumble. Um. <clears throat> okay, let's see. Let me see what's going on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find out. If I can find out. It's nice having tech support on, you know, on demand. Okay, let's see. All right, and we're good. We're just power through. Power through. As usual, it's growing pains. It happens. So essentially, they, he put out a couple of tweets making fun of, being critical of Canadian leaders. His bosses said, in order to stay... Uh, to, in order to stay credentialed, you have to go to a literal re-education camp. Like literal, literal re-education camp. And, you know, just what, for calling Justin Trudeau a puppet? These are the things that people uh, reported that led to this. He called Trudeau a puppet. He spoke out against COVID mandates. He made fun of a, a plus-sized uh, swimsuit model. I mean, I think she's she looks just fine, you know, but whatever. He was more so speaking out against, like, uh, this, you know, healthy at all sizes crap, you know. Made fun of Elliot Page, which I agree with. Uh, okay. All this kind of stuff that he, he really nothing he said, by the way, the, the important takeaway here is, yeah, the CEO texted me back immediately. He's like checking it out. The, um, the point is these were tweets that Dr. Jordan Peterson made on his own time on his own platform. His bosses then said, well, we're going to take away your certification if you don't take this mandatory social media, remedial social media training or whatever it is. And he, of course, said no. He, he filed court papers to try and get it overturned. And as of this morning, he has lost. 
they will be forcing him into a re-education camp so that he can uh, continue to stay credentialed. Now, does Jordan Peterson need his credentials anymore? I doubt it. I mean, I don't think he... I don't think he um, is making any, you know, he's not taking any patience, I don't think. Um, I think he also makes plenty of money from the Daily Wire. His speaking engagements, he could poop out a book in about a week and make $10 million on that. So I don't really think he cares about it, but he cares about the principle of it, which is why he fought, which I respect, of course. Plus, it's an opportunity to kind of expose slash reveal you know, everything that's going on. Uh, and so the court said, tough cookies. You got to go through this camp, re-education camp. So hopefully we'll get some video footage from that. I suspect we won't. I don't know. Because you, I got I to gotta imagine that, um, I got to imagine that there's an NDA around that. So I don't know if we're actually going to get to see it or if he'll, or, for, or, if, or if he'll like break the NDA and, you know, all that kind of stuff to try and uh, reveal what they train him on. I suspect that this actual like social media training uh, doesn't even exist. Okay, I'm going to tell them they, you said it looks good now. Okay. It's kind of nice to be able to get at the CEO of the company you work for. <laughs> it seems like local still is, I don't know, is the locals chat not working? I don't see a lot of chat activity in there. So yeah, I don't think, I don't think he really cares about this. I think it's a good opportunity to, to make money and to educate people and kind of inform people about everything that's going on. Uh, I, I think that's good. Um, but I think this is obviously a huge hit to free speech. You're talking about, yes, it's in Canada, but I mean, what everything, everything that's happening in Canada is happening in the United States. You know, it's not exactly, it's not exactly, you know, something that's that far. I remember when all the, I remember when like Count Dankula, you know, the Nazi dog guy, I remember when he was going to court over teaching his dog a, a joke trick. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, it's all over in the UK, man. The UK is kind of fricked up. And then suddenly it was happening in Canada. And then suddenly it was happening here. So I think these stories, while I think a lot of people are like, hey, this doesn't really apply to me right now. I think that that's uh, a dangerous position to have. Like they, if you have a different, you know, if you don't think this is important, I'm not saying anybody in my chat saying that, but I mean, you know, it's nuts. Now, there are a lot of things I disagree with Jordan Peterson on, like the removal of online anonymity and, you know, some of the other wackadoodle things he's said. But, you know, by and large, I agree with him on most things. This out of the WEF right now. That order seems to know no. Uh, not be uh, the order anymore. We are this on is the, the way w to a new e order, F so President. we are between orders. Uh, do you agree with that, or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep 
on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order? And how can we avoid that that new world order uh, becomes like a jungle growing back and we rather uh, have an order based on international law and the principles that have brought us prosperity and uh, freedom uh, for decades? I guess and maybe this is the, the old um, kind of teacher me coming out, I think of this a little bit more about a transition of eras rather than a transition of orders, but the two are kind of cousins of one another. The reason I draw the distinction is because I don't think the international order built after 1945 is getting replaced wholesale with some new order. Um, it you can almost tell they're like trying to be careful to not say new world order. You know what I mean? They, they really, yeah, yeah, gra uh, gravel. I, I noticed that too. Like, they're like, oh, we really don't want to say new world order. So we're just going to say new order, and the normies will never know. Here, the EU president demands globalist control over all information. Thought maybe this would actually be good for the video. Should I do a standalone video on this? It's a little hard. It's a little hard uh, politics. But I'm thinking I might, I might just do a standalone video on this. What do you think? Let me look this up. Okay. Go to the original. Let's see. Smart cities, all about control too, by the way. I know this isn't typically a, a topic I might cover on my main channel. It's a little um, out there, a little more political, but I, I thought it was pretty interesting as obviously today right now we have the World Economic Forum going on. And it's basically, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's basically like if all the demons that walk the earth were to host a party where they talk about how to best control uh, the flesh bags. Um, that's kind of how I view it. Uh, it's it's the, all essentially the most evil people on the planet getting together and talking about how to screw us all over essentially. And there's some interesting topics going on right now, including the president of the European Union demanding global con globalist control over all information. Also, them talking about a literal new world order and things of that nature. All the stuff that all the stuff that they banned <laughs> Alex for that they said, you know, Alex Jones was crazy for. These people are saying it out loud. Here's here's just a little clip. Oh, the Davos Bilderberg members want to create a new world order. Where have I heard that before? I mean, this is you, you watch this clip and you can see they're they're like actually a, they're trying really hard. They're trying really hard to not say new world order, but they make a mistake. That order seems to know, know uh, not be. Uh, 
the order anymore. We are on the way to a new order. So we are between orders. They're saying new world order, old world order, old, old world, world order. Uh, do you agree with that? Or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order? And Oops, he said it. Oops, he said it. You could tell he was like, ah, oh, I don't want to say it. I can't. Don't say it. Everybody, everybody is familiar with what that is now. They also, you know, these are the people that want you to eat the bugs, live in a pod, you'll own nothing and be happy. That's who these people are, right? Here's another thing. I mean, this is the people that are in that room. They think you don't, they think you're stupid. Oh, we're going to say new order instead of new world order and you'll just let it slide. The president, the European Commission, addressed elites at the World Economic Forum in Davos Tuesday, calling for an overarching globalist control over all information in the digital aid, age. All information. Top, the top concern for the next few years is not conf conflict or climate. It's disinformation and misinformation, he said. The boundary between online and offline is getting thinner and thinner. And this is even more important in the era of generative AI. Excellent, uh, addressing the elite as excellencies and personally naming dear Klaus Schwab in her introduction, she called for the development of a new global framework for AI risks and a vow to drive global collaboration to prevent the spread of misinformation, parentheses, information they don't want you to know about. When did Zero Hedge get based? When, when people say misinformation, it's, it's generally referring to inform, information that they don't like or information that's inconvenient. There is real misinformation, obviously. There are people selling like panaceas, cure-alls, right? You see people trying offering cures to tinnitus all the time. If you don't know what tinnitus is, uh, many of us who played in bands when we were young uh, know what it is. It's a constant ringing in your ear from you know damaging your eardrum. There is no cure to it, but it is maddening. It is a it is a just a terrible thing. But there's always some new idiot that's like saying, "Oh, just buy my salve and it'll fix your tinnitus." Or this is how there's no cure. So people, you know, that's what a pan, like that is genuine misinformation. Or um, people that like were AIDS denialists. You know, stuff like that. You know, the Foo Fighters at one point actually endorsed uh, an AIDS denialism video. Did you know that? I believe their lead singer uh, did renounce it later, but I digress. There was this whole belief at one point that AIDS wasn't killing people. It was the prescriptions they gave you um, that killed you. And the weird thing is all of the people that were part of that movement died from AIDS. So, you know, there's that. So there's like... Uh, you know, there is actual misinformation that I believe does need, like, I think the community note system at its core on Twitter is a good way to deal with it. Does it get weaponized? Yes, which I don't like. Um, but when, when we hear people at the World Economic Forum, when we hear people like Rachel Madcow, when we hear people like 
Brian Stelter, uh, 35 going on 65, talk about misinformation. They're talking about questioning the, 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 the message. They're talking about, you know, you have Anthony Fauci referring to himself as himself as the science. Do you remember like T. Fiac in school? Title, hypothesis, problem, whatever, you know, the you know, hypothesis is a part of the scientific method. But for four years, we weren't even allowed to have hypotheses about, you know, where this coof came from or have any hypotheses about what they were telling everyone to inject into their arm. And they called that misinformation. If you said you had any kind of side effects from it, they called that misinformation. Facebook banned it. Facebook wouldn't even let you and still doesn't let you talk about it. That is their form of misinformation. And, you know, I, and, and that's what they want total globalist control over. Furthermore, she said 2024 is the biggest electoral year in history and expressed concern that freedom comes with risks. There will always be those who try to exploit, exploit our openness, both from inside and out. There will always be attempts to put us off track. Where does that track lead, by the way? To eating bugs while they eat steak? I got a feeling that all these attendees at the World Economic Forum, even though they've booked out, they're literally, I read an article yesterday, I don't know if it was satire or not, I doubt it, where they were like literally out of prostitutes in that area. There will always be attempts to put us off track for example, with disinformation and misinformation, she touted the EU's Digital Services Act, which under the guise of, quote, preventing hate speech, which again is not a real thing, establishes control over all information on all social media platforms. This is what they're talking about at the World Economic Forum. Right? She concluded that there is no doubt that we face the greatest risk to the global order in the post-war era. But in my mind, there is also no doubt that we can move forward with optimism and resolve. Why aren't these people just, you know, if if these meetings were happening uh, 50 years ago, they would all be wearing red robes. Don't you think? There could be no doubt the number of one target The number one target of these unelected technocrats is Elon Musk and X, given that they've already, they already have every other major platform in their pockets. Disagree. Rumble remains free. Here's Harvard's Naomi Oreskes, who don't care. Um, If a hypothetical meteor, you know, hypothetically landed in Davos, you know, at these buildings, I think Hypothetically, the world would be a better place. For a long time, I was on Twitter, um, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not a worthwhile place to spend time. And as you said, it is exhausting. So you do have to. This is basically them saying we have to go after Elon Musk. We can't control it. You know, Twitter has always been toxic. Twitter has always been toxic. 
But now that our little pocket boy, Jack Dorsey, doesn't own it anymore. Now it's toxic and we need to stop spending time there. At last year's WEF collab, um, Vera don't care who holds the incredibly Orwellian title uh, of the European Commission's Vice Presidents for Values and Transparency commented that Musk's freedom of speech absolutism does not jive with the new EU online regulations. Our message was clear. We have rules and they must be complied with. Otherwise, there will be sanctions. She declared, adding that the time of the Wild West is over and further having the gall to declare we are the protectors of freedom of speech as well. I chose to make this a standalone video for my YouTube channel because I think that while I wouldn't consider myself, you know, knee deep in all this kind of stuff like maybe Alex's, the things that these people say at these meetings are real. These are the world's leaders getting together and this is what they're talking about. They're not talking about helping you. They are talking about controlling you. I hope you were informed in this, uh, uh, in this video and if you enjoyed it, I hope you've left a like on it at some point. We'll talk to you again real soon. Hmm, think that'll think that'll go okay on on YouTube? Do we think YouTube's gonna allow that? I feel like probably not. I suppose we'll see. I mean, these nothing I said was a hypothesis. It was all just, these are real things being said at the World Economic Forum. It's, uh, it's the, um, the meteor comment, maybe. I, I think the world would be a better place if all these people were dead. I said it and I stand on it. I think it would be. I think these people are sick. I think they're demonic. I think that they uh, don't have your freedoms at mind. I, I, I don't think that they care about you. I think they are about consolidating power and controlling plebs. You know, fuck them. Anybody who attends, you know, Anyone who's associated with those people, fuck them. They're, they're psychopaths. Let's do some public talk. Oh, camera change. Doobie doobie doo. Prison for memes? Well, that looks like the future that some countries want. And quite frankly, uh, most interestingly, this is being brought up again at the same time uh, as the global um, weirdos are all meeting in Davos. I'm sure they're not talking about this, though. 
This story actually comes out of Ireland, but it's important to point out that similar legislation is on the on the pages, on the books, almost everywhere, undoubtedly here in the United States as well. When the government allowed, when we allowed, I guess unwillingly, for the creation of the term hate speech uh, to be, you know, to be normalized, the government took that, social media companies took that to control dissent. There is no such thing as hate speech. It's not a real thing. It's just words that people don't like. There's a word f for a lot of things that they already classify as hate speech, but when they call it hate speech, they can write a policy around it. YouTube has a policy around it that they not only implement in videos uh, as, a, as a creator, but even in the comment section as people that use their website are receiving 24-hour bans for hate speech at all time levels now. What is hate speech? Nobody really knows. It's just words that they want to lump in, words of dissent, uh, as a method to uh, uh, control, ban, and censor people. And we're t looking at this new legislation, which was reported on over at thepublica.com, which, by the way, you should have that bookmarked as a, as a daily read. You know, um, we have a big team working there, working very hard. This article by Shay, a uh, big, big fan of Ireland free speech groups slam government for proposing law that could jail people for possession of hateful memes. Just for the possession of a meme, they will put you in prison. A free speech advocacy group in Ireland has launched a new campaign in an effort to fight back against proposed hate speech bill, which would limit public discourse around political issues. Free Speech Ireland is labeling the law onerous anti-free speech legislation. This is what diversity and equity and inclusion look like. Uh, this is what, uh, you know, um, a lot of leftist policies look like in action. Actual, literal censorship of your language uh, under made-up violations. The grassroots campaign shared their petition on social media along with a video warning Irish citizens of the danger the bill possesses to freedom of expression, which is meant to be protected under both the Irish Constitution and the European Convention of Human Rights. Remember when, just to bring it back to the United States here, I'll give you a perfect example. Have you ever heard of the SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center? It's a bully organization that doesn't do any good on the planet. It solely exists to be used as a tool by Democrats to smear people, a tool to be used um, by social media companies to censor. They are a joke organization that is run by joke people, and uh, they do no good on this planet. They Just to give you an idea of who the SPLC is, what they do, <coughs> excuse me, they designated Pepe the Frog as a hate symbol. These are the same bright minds of people that uh, said the OK hand symbol was actually some sort of weird thing to say white, white power or something like that. The SPLC is so stupid 
that 4chaners on their lunch breaks will convince them to add things to their hate speech catalog or their you know, classification catalog so that Hillary Clinton can say, oh my God, people are posting Pepe the Frog. It's a Nazi symbol. What? So that, that's what the SPLC is. We have this garbage in the United States. Every day I'm thankful for our First Amendment, even if our government is currently trampling on it every chance they get. The Irish government wants to pass a law that could see you or loved ones jailed for the possession of memes, cartoons, or any content that could be deemed hateful. The Irish government is proposing a law known as the Hate Speech Bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say so. The hate speech bill. Again, hate speech is not a real thing. I will continue to like point that out to people. I mean, I know my viewers, my regular viewers, know this. But hate speech is not real. It's just a bunk, fake categorization that elites, in particular leftists, have created to censor people. It's fake. There's no such thing. The hate speech bill, formerly known as the criminal justice bill, covers hate crimes and hate speech. Some sections of legislation outline 12 offenses which are already illegal, but could now result in harsher punishment if the motive for the crime is found to be hateful. I think that most crime is powered by hate. Or many crime is, I suppose. The bill also introduces, by the way, that's also selectively used. If you look at, you know, crime statistics all the time, you know, if, if a white person does something to a black person, it's a hate crime. If a black person does something to a white person, even if their social media is full of anti-white rhetoric, they're not getting hate, time esca- hate crime escalations. Just doesn't happen. In their petition, which launched last week, Free Speech Ireland outlined that the provision in Section 7 sets a troubling precedent by establishing that an individual could be deemed guilty of an offense through the act of communicating material to the public or section of the public, a tweet, a Facebook post, something of the, along those lines. Uh, due to its far-reaching implications, the bill has been highly criticized internationally. Local opponents of the bill include Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Donald Trump Jr., Musk took to X, formerly Twitter, to call the proposed legislation a massive attack against freedom of speech. He also announced that he plans to find, file legal action to try and stem the law. Yesterday, Musk shared the Free Speech Ireland petition, writing, destroying freedom of speech means destroying democracy. I'd agree with that, 100%. Donald Trump Jr. also criticized the proposed legislation, writing, it's insane what's happening in the, quote, free world. A spokesperson for the Irish Ministry of Justice has claimed the true purpose of the bill is to protect those who are the most vulnerable to hate crime or hate speech. The bill is currently at the third stage of Irish Senate. It is expected to be enacted by the end of the... Of, it was expected to be enacted by the end of 2023, but was delayed early in the year, as it had already come under heavy scrutiny in the Senate. Particularly, the bill does not include clear definitions of either hate or gender, which is exactly what I said. That's exactly what I, I mean, 
They don't have any clear definitions of anything. They want it to be vague. They want to be able to jail you for any reason, just like social media or traditional media platforms like YouTube and things of that nature. They want to be able to ban you for any reason whatsoever, and they'll just call it hate speech. What is hate speech? They don't have to tell you. Who is affected by it? They also don't have to tell you. But they can put you in jail. They can ban you from social media. Get you fired from your job. The definition of gender in the bill is vaguely defined as the gender of a person or the gender in which the person expresses as the person's preferred gender. So if you ignore someone's preferences, that's a crime now. It would appear. The bill includes gender identity and gender expression as protected characteristics. This is a choice people make. It does not need to be protected. You're choosing to identify as something. You want to identify as an androgynous tree person? Cool. I'm fine with that. Okay. You want to compel me? No, I'm not cool with that. You want to put me in jail? You want to, you know, fine me for not respecting a preference of yours? No, I'm not okay with that. Many have expressed concerns that the bill will criminalize people simply for expressing criticism of gender ideology or for using the correct pronouns for trans individuals. Despite the controversy, the Irish Green Party Senator Pauline O'Reilly has defended the bill. Speaking of June hearing, she said, if a person's views on another person's identities make their lives unsafe or insecure, unsafe, we could talk about. Insecure, that's a non-starter and causes them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, our job as legislators is to restrict those freedoms for the common good. Nothing good is coming from this, is going to come from this. There are 105 genders listed on the internet, including agender, ace gender, apog gender, astronomique, cookie gender, gender cat. All of this is now being landed in the middle of criminal laws. It's absolutely insane. And that's going to wrap up the uh, YouTube version of this. If you want to watch the extended version, which I'm going to go on now and maybe hear some hate speech, make sure you join as a member of the publica.com today. Watch this video on the publica for the full uncut version. Uh, now, how to do a hate speech. Uh, there are two genders. I will not use, I will not identify, I will not, um, I will not indulge someone's own mental illness. It's not helping them. It's not, it's not helping somebody to, to indulge in their mental illness. That, that's just the, that's the truth of it. Now, Free Speech Ireland's petition currently has 2,200 signatures at the time of writing with the goal of 10,000. All this is being landed in the middle of a criminal law where somebody could be attacked for being a hater or stating in robust but necessarily robust terms that this is not not that this is the nonsense but it's dangerous nonsense that puts children at risk when it's imported into the curriculum at schools. It's wild to me that you know, I should probably share this myself as I'm doing this live. If you're a viewer you know, if you're a viewer of mine and you're in Ireland, you should probably be signing this petition. I don't know if signing petitions even matters anymore. 
but these people are elected and you know free speech needs to be protected worldwide it, it we, you know fortunately i have a you know i have a platform whether it's on my the quartering channel or it's on my rumble live streams or it's here with the publica you know i have a platform that extends you know globally and so you know maybe i'll get a, a mug or something like that to support them I'll, I'll make some sort of you know uh donation to them this is so insane to me that you know so you sign the petition they've got five thousand petitions they now have 9100 petitions if everyone wa- uh, signatures if everyone's signing this you know if everyone's signing this everyone's signing that petition uh you know i suppose it only it ha- matters more if you're actually from ireland i would just you know i would suspect maybe people could use some memes to to propose to get this out there and speak more uh it, it's so nuts to me um and you know i definitely stand with them i stand uh in you know strongly in in free speech's favor and this is the kind of garbage they're trying to do in canada right now the kind of garbage they want to do in the united states in the united states our first amendment rights are constantly being trampled constantly and you know it's 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 really really bizarre to me it's really bizarre to me that so many people are unactivated un they are they are disinterested in in protecting free speech it's this is we just the more they take the more they want and the more they get the more we let them have the more they want and uh i i strongly strongly stand with ireland's free speech ireland and uh anybody's right to free speech anywhere in the world wait the quartering video feed is fucked up again oh the video feed is fucked up again Is it? I'm not seeing an issue on my end. It's an attack on Tourette's, yeah. Video feed is fucked up big time. Or are you just messing with me? Mm, looks fine to me. High definition, actually. Now, uh, I do want to mention, shout out to this video sponsor. Force. From Brickhouse Nutrition. It's a new year. And a men's health survey asks guys, what would you change about yourself? Guy says, get fit, look better, and improve intimacy. Those goals line up with force. The next-gen testosterone booster. Old t- t- testosterone products fail to build muscle and enhance intimacy performance. The stu- studied ingredients in force have been shown to power up testosterone for lean muscle, weight loss, and enhance intimacy. Here's the kicker. The power-up natural growth hormone, and that's the performance difference. Difference maker. Force is a is total performance. Let you let us help you get started with 15% off and free rush shipping. Visit brickhouseforce.com and enter boost Q. That's promo code boost. 
I'm sorry, boost TQ. Promo code boost TQ at brickhouseforce.com. Brickhouseforce.com. I just got mine actually. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, links also in the description. Uh, let's talk about doobie, 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 doo. What's everybody got planned this weekend? What you got planned this weekend? Dot com. Big Mike doesn't like testosterone. I don't think, I don't think Big Mike needs testosterone. Oh, it's better. Okay. Gun range. I have to go to the gun range, but it's minus fifteen degrees this weekend. Um. So I want to, because I have a, a brand new 308 I wanted that I haven't been able to sight in yet. So I want to sight it in. Morgan says I'm quilting. Nice. Quilting's a good thing to do. Do, 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 do. You should probably get Ashen Forbes on the show. I don't know who that is. Celebrating your birthday. Happy birthday, Maxim. Yeah, where is the king of Biltong? My Biltong didn't arrive yesterday. Damn it. Uh, Pac-Man said the Chinese have developed a strain of corona that has killed 100% of the mice they infected it with. What could possibly go wrong? Cool. Cool, big fan, neat. Um, Qual for Life says, you can always test your Rumble connection by asking chat to a yes-no question. Cheers, okay. Mighty Megatron says, Trump and, how do I say his name, Miley? Malie? Scare the hell out of these globalist piss goblins. Uh, they'll tell you to eat the bugs while they eat steak while making sure you don't have access to it. It's all about control over us, just like speech. Yes, I agree with you. I did lose all my guns in a tragic boating accident. All I have left is this 308, and I want to get it sighted in, but also I have a big boating expedition next weekend too that I wanted to bring my guns on, what I have left, so I hope that I don't lose them again. Millie? Millie? Melee? Three people have typed three different things. Melee. Melee. Millie, or is it Millie or Millet? Miley, you assholes. <laughs> I hate you all. 
Now I guaranteed I'll never, I'll never say it right. And you guys will all make fun of me in the comments. Uh, what were you, what were you doing with all your guns on a boat? I mean, I can't be the only guy that I can't be the only person that takes all their guns with them on boating trips. Right? You guys do that too, right? I, I'm not the only one that does that, right? You guys all do that. No content here. Oh, bye, Patriot Lady for Trump. You should probably stay. I think there's lots of good content. Yeah. I thought everyone did that. Yeah, guns do enjoy getting out on the water. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? Yeah, don't you enjoy getting out on the water? What do you think? You know, one one of the times when I was getting swatted, uh the cop that was here saw um that I have some guns magnetically mounted to walls around my house. And he's like, I like that. I said, he said, You don't you he said, You have any other guns laying around? I said, no, I made the, I made the, now nah, I lost to all the other ones in a tragic boating accident. And, and his partner like, uh, held back a laugh and said, me too. <laughs> yeah. You do not go on a boat without all of your firearms. That's true. Everybody knows that. I have I have guns magnetically mounted all over the place in my house. Uh, that is until the tragic boating accident. We do a little trolling. Your gun tan lotion, yeah. When you when you when you go out, don't let your guns get sunburned. M60, the best gun for fishing. Uh, my guns, they don't, they didn't like to fish. They just like being on the open water, you know? Ammo too. Ammo likes to just kind of be out, be out on the open water. Sometimes they go in the shower with me. It's tough to say, you know, they, they go, you know, they're coming right for us. Okay. Let's get on. Rachel Mad Cow, uh, we covered that. I've got this guy bringing a terrorist on Twitch. I think that's pretty cool, or a perceived terrorist. That's always fun. Jeremy, have you seen Amazing Polly's video on Extreme Team? Um, Fringe Views, a video on X. Um, let me check. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Well, they don't even follow me, so, you know. Beware the dream team. Is that what it is? Well, I'm going to give her a follow. 
Is it phony COVID dissidents? Beware the dream team narrative police. Is that what you're talking about? I wonder, I wish her air conditioner wasn't blasting in the background. They're really blackpilled. Uh, all right, I'll check it out maybe. What, give me the TLDR. What's her TLDR? She's got a nice following here on on uh, Rumble, I'll give her a follow. I'm unfamiliar with her content. All right. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. All right. I know that Twitch is struggling from view for viewership, apparently, well, at least for profitability. Um, they just had their CEO come out the other day and say that the entire platform, in spite of having, I don't know, billions of watched hours of content every week or whatever it is, is not making any money. So why not bring a literal Terry onto your live stream. If you're Hassan Piker, what a great idea. A guy that is being used as a, a who is best known online as the, uh, the Houthi pirate. And he's being uh, worshipped by Gen Z on TikTok. Uh, brought a, a little, made a little appearance on Hassan Piker's stream and people are, pretty pissed off about it. Now, I, I got to point out, this is my understanding that this guy isn't actually a member of that group, but use it, he was you know used by them as propaganda or something like that. Um, but this is, uh, this is just the most Hassan thing that could have ever happened. Bit of poor taste. Community React says, Twitch streamer Hassan Ibi goes live with Houthi pirate who went viral on TikTok. Now, from what I understand, this kid is not actually a member of that tribe, but used by them. Or he was, you know, filming on one of the one of the ships they took. Is what I understand. Um, but that is not how Hassan introduced him. That is not how he is known. Turkish American streamer. And political commentator Hassan uh, Tenply Soft Piker, also known as Hassan Abi, has recently gained media attention after appearing on a video call uh, with his Twitch stream with the TikTok sensa sensation Houthi Pirate. By way, by the way, these are the individuals that are firing rockets at civilians, merchant ships. Um, they are not heroes. Uh, they trade in children. Their um, literal core tenants are God is the greatest death to America. And then they say the same thing about Israel, a curse upon the Jews and victory to Islam. That is their banner. That's what their banner says. That's who they are. Okay. 
That's so these people, they're also trafficking in kids, all sorts of stuff like that. These are not good people. They don't need to be normalized. They don't need to have, you know, again, I'm not saying that Hassan shouldn't be allowed to have on whoever he wants. He's allowed to have on whoever he wants. Okay. I'm just pointing out the reaction to it and um, how stupid Hassan Piker really is, you know, from a multi-million dollar mansion, by the way. During the interview, Hassan asked the Houthi pirate several questions about the ongoing war, the situation in Yemen, and the pirate's motives for being on a vessel prominently featured in his TikToks. In addition to these questions, he also inquired if the pirate had ever seen One Piece, an anime referencing pirates. The question caused a stir on social media as Hassan went viral on the subreddit livestream fail. One Redditor called out the streamer's question about the anime amid an important discussion about war. Bit of poor taste. Peak mansion activism. Everything is a joke at the end of the day. Invite a Houthi pirate on to discuss their revindication regarding an ongoing war. Joke about anime. Kinda irresponsible. Um, the Houthi pirate has become a sensation on social media platforms like TikTok. According to the interview with Hassan Abi, the individual is a 19-year-old from Yemen who has gained popularity for his videos in which he stands in front of a ship that was seized by Houthi rebels in the Red Sea. Many users have shared these videos because he has a striking resemblance to the Hollywood actor Timothy Chalamet. So the the from what I understand is the these Terries were allowing people to go on these ships and film these TikToks because it's it's free propaganda for them. What this kid is doing is he's advertising for Terries. That's what he does, right? The Pirates videos have also gotten backlash due to the Houthis being linked to child slavery and the, and the relations with ongoing war. During the interview, Hassan also asked a young man if he was directly a part of the Houthis or just a civilian TikTok showing solidarity towards the ongoing war. The 19-year-old responded to the question, calling himself a Yemeni, someone from Yemen. He says he's just a Ye Yemeni who stands with Palestine. Hassan is getting called up by his viewers for interviewing the 19-year-old Houthi pirate due to the group's controversial stance on the war. One Reddit user criticized Hassan for giving a platform to a young man, even though he might not be an actual Houthi pirate. Even if he's not a pirate, it does seem irresponsible to platform some random kid trying to get clout from pretending to be a pirate. He's just a 19-year-old Yemeni kid who's had a viral video on a ship that turned into a tourist attraction without knowing any of this. Um, I don't know, you know. I get his views are down, but damn, yeah, Hassan's views are definitely down. You know, it's it's again, I don't care. He he can he can platform whoever he wants. But people online were not happy about it. I want parents to know what their kids are watching on Twitch. Hassan Piker, a self-admitted propagandist, which he did say he was on um that stupid British guy show that likes to comment on American politics, even though he's not an American. Uh, what is this stupid name? Pierce Pierce Morgan or whatever. He's an idiot. Um, and now, oh, and self-admitted propaganda now brought a literal Houthi Terry on his stream. Their motto, which of course is what I read. Um, 
you know, he is the largest political streamer in the world. Uh, he, I don't know if he is or isn't. He's not bigger than Dan Bongino. I could tell you that much. This is also a guy who has, you know, leftist streamer Sam Piker justifies, um, you know, people's heads being removed from their bodies, both as legal and moral, uh, as a response, response by uh, a Terry group from Pakistan, not Pakistan, um, Palestine. You know, th this is, this is, this is that guy, right? It, it doesn't take much to, to, to look up. I, I get it. You know, let me look at his views actually. What is, uh, like, what is it? Twitch stats. Stats.com. No, that's not it. Twitch stats. Let me look this up. Uh, search. Let's see. Load, please. Mm. Okay. So if I look at, you know, Hassan's viewership, yeah, I'd say it's it's definitely down. You know, he, if we look at average, the average viewers chart, uh, and not hours streamed, you know, he definitely peaked at in November during the 2020 election, like a lot of political commentators did. We're in November, the election month. He averaged 45,000 viewers. Then immediately in December, dropped down to 18,000. He peaked again in February, 2022. Probably, uh, I can't remember what, or there was probably some big political event, but he's basically been on a steady decline ever since. In fact, he had his worst month in December, 2023 in years. In four years, he had his worst month in four years. And he had his worst January in four years. So he's definitely, you know, he's streaming like half to about half as many people. His average viewers are 18,000 now. He's not even close to the top political streamer on the world. In the world, there's a half dozen streamers who would be classified as political streamers on Rumble alone that, that regularly break these numbers every single day. So I get it. So I get that he's probably, you know, worried about causing some controversy, bringing this guy on. But I think the, the bigger thing here is first, this guy is not, um, a pirate. I don't think now he doesn't say directly one another. He just says he's, a, he's from Yemen and he stands with Palestine. I don't know if he'd want to admit that publicly anyway, because he's getting a bunch of social media clout, but probably not a good move, you know, probably, probably not a good move. Everybody's worshiping this guy. Everybody's, you know, this guy was, you know, retweeting a lot of stuff in, uh, in favor of Terry activity. We'll say, let me grab this tweet quick. There was something, um, 
I think I liked it. Hold on a second. I might have retweeted it. Got to find this. Uh, yeah, here. So you see, you know, Hassan is being defended and defended by and retweeting the guy who made a post justifying Houthi slavery the other day. Very wholesome. I think just like we saw in these live stream formats, um, secretly Hassan does support what these people do. Uh, you just have to get him angry enough to admit it out loud. Like he admitted it when he was arguing with Ethan Klein, how he basically was totally fine with everything the Terry's did to those Israeli civilians. Um, saying that they were morally justified and right to do it. And, uh, you know, because that's what Hassan really believes. You know, the guy's worth $50 million or something like that. He lives in a mansion. He doesn't, he's never experienced strife. He's basically a Nepo baby. You know, he got all of his opportunities from his, uh, his moron uncle, Chank Uger. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see him failing uh him falling from grace a little bit in his, his twitch numbers i'm sure he'll be just as big and during election season uh, this november we'll have to wait and see hopefully somebody else who isn't as insufferable will take his place but uh yeah i mean that's what we're doing on twitch you know first we have artistic nudity uh and now we have you know bringing on you know mouthpieces for terry's or at least presenting it at as that you know his answer is uh, he's a Yemeni who stands with Palestine okay um, which we don't really know you know okay this is a stupid question okay you can preface it with that does he, wa does he know what One Piece is uh, One Piece like is that an organization no, One Piece is an anime. Oh, okay. Um, an uh, anime. This guy's a serious political commentator. Interviewing this guy's like, hey, uh, let me ask him about anime. Let me ask him about anime. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of pathetic, but hey, he should be allowed to do it. Whether or not Twitch bans him for it, I don't know. Seems like they probably won't because Twitch probably agrees with it as well. Stream keeps cutting out. I wonder, is it is it only when I'm recording? Like, is it fine now? Like, is it just is it just fine now? Oh, King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong with code the Q on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. New eating plan and some high protein Biltong to sustain you. Big agree. I eat Biltong every day when I have it around. I love it. Interesting. So maybe it is just when I'm recording. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to hit record right now and see. All right, it's recording now as a test. Now, now, 
I'm recording. I'm recording now. I'm recording now. Did it? Did it freak up? All right. Now I'm stopping recording. Now the recording is stopped. I'm not dropping phones. I'm not dropping any frames on my end. No. Interesting. So is it while I'm recording only? Oh, and now it's detecting. Uh, I'm not recording now and it's showing drop frames, although that might just be when I was happy. It's not the recording. Okay. Yeah, because I've, I've been out. Okay. Let me try. And drop it right down again. All right. Doobie doobie doo. Am I, uh, I don't see any chat now. This is concerning. <sighs> Fully frozen now. Now the recording is stopped. I'm not dropping. Yes. Dropping phones. I'm not, I'm not dropping phones. I'm not dropping any frames on my end. No. Yep, it's frozen now. Now the recording is stopped. I'm not dropping phones. I'm not dropping any frames on my. I think. Uh, I think we're just. Are we okay now? Are we okay now? All right. Davos. No, I think it's okay. Yeah, I think we're okay. Yeah, I think refresh worked.
I'm gonna get on the horn right now. All right. All right, we're okay. Mm. Let me see. I need a. All right. Are we good now? My CPU? I mean, I don't think so. I'm using 48% of my memory. That's obviously a lot from all my Brave browsers that are open. But my CPU is only at 15%, so that's not it. All right. Well, I'm not going to troubleshoot. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Alex, jo Alex Jones, how are you? Let's see if we start to drop frames now when I hit record. Oh, I switched the full. I did not hit record. Will you please run my rant again? Good afternoon from Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong with code the Q, one word, on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. New eating plan? Add some high-protein Biltong to sustain you. Oh. Well, I don't know what to do. Good afternoon from Anton's Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong with code the Q on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. New eating plan? Add some high-protein biltong to sustain you. I, uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I did not get my biltong yesterday, but maybe it'll be here today. All right. Remember that one awesome season of True Detective? It was actually really good. And that was kind of it. It had one good season. It probably didn't need to have more seasons after it. And they decided to try and bring it back, except for this time, they've made it woke. That's right. Woke. Now, Jodie Foster headlines the fourth season of the once mighty HBO anthology series. And you might be surprised to know that the director has said, it is your fault. It is your fault she has attacked bros for giving it negative reviews. Why? You don't like girl bossing? 
You don't like white people bad. You don't like two dudes banging in the first episode. That's your problem. You need to give the show five stars. This is via your boy, Christian Toto. HBO's True Detective arrived as TV's new golden age was in full swing. The 2014 show starring Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey stunned audiences and critics alike. Quality will often do that. The anthology series continued with stars like Vince Vaughn, Masarala Ali, Colin Farrell, although subsequent seasons can't capture the greatness of the, se the searing debut. That was then. Today's TV shows are often too infected by woke, the practice of pushing progressive tropes, that elbow out throughout, uh, elbow out thoughtful, engaging series and stories. Examples are too numerous to mention, but consider the dramatic fall of Star Wars brands as exhibits A, B, C, and the rest of the alphabet. Enter True Detective Night Country, the fourth season of the series and the first new detective yarn in five years. The latest installment is anchored by Oscar winner Jodie Foster. HBO retains a solid reputation for smart original shows. And Foster doesn't jump on any old film or TV show. She's picky and more often than not showcases her good tastes and projects. Not so fast. Episode 1 of Night Country follows veteran cops Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese as they untangle the disappearance of a research team and enduring mystery behind local activists is unaliving. Set in fictional Enos, Alaska, the series quickly hits some, st uh, some stodgy woke notes. We meet a quote, empowered woman who smacked a domestic uh, abuser in the head with a metal bucket, leaving him unconscious. She's proud of her act when the police arrive, and the episode brings up and then dismisses any worries that the woman acted inappropriately. Is that guy dead? Eh, who cares? Um, you know, domestic abuse, bad, women good, black, white, weak. The story beat isn't even necessary. It just tells the show how men are crooked and women have had enough. That's not storytelling, it's a lecture, and it's not the only one. Foster's character routinely dresses down her male colleagues because she's super smart, and they're well men, and therefore not so bright. The show gets quickly bogged down in melodramatic subplots, including a teen girl film filming herself um, pleasing or have, hooking up with her girlfriend because inclusion. Later, Reese's character is seen hooking up with a male partner who looks uncomfortable mid-coitus, she ignores his protests and keeps going on, oblivious to his pain, and clearly the alpha in the situation. So does she, like, R-word him? Because empowerment. Multiple times, characters are dismissed for being white, the new slur enabled by DEI culture. Nemore Wokestroke recent character sabotages the car's gas tank because she overheard the owner speaking crudely about women. In Enos, Alaska... Is Enos, Alaska a hotbed for misogyny? Perhaps storytellers can depict in subtle ways, letting audiences fill in the gaps. Foster Silence of the Lambs did just that. Uh, the 1991 classic showed how Foster's character was outnumbered by male FBI agents, and they didn't hide their disdain for the woman in their midst. One brief visual highlighted her small frame surrounded by larger, unsmiling men in an elevator. Simple, clean, distinctive. Director Jonathan Dremme shared details uh, without interrupting the story. Foster's Cleary Starling had to outwit Hannibal Lecter and outpace the Bureau's misogyny. Brilliant. That's hardly the case with Night Country, at least so far. All of this distracts from the fact of Night Country's chilling opener 
an Alaskan research post is suddenly emptied of all its all male crew. The characters have some initial interest in the thread during episode one, but more attention is paid to the activist who apparently silenced by our enemies several years ago. That's sad and tragic, but what about the research post with all the missing men? Showrunner Issa Lopez, who directed and co-wrote all six episodes, is already playing the woke defense for the series after just one episode. New episodes debut at 9 p.m. Eastern Sunday nights. Liberal critics are rallying to Lopez's side, giving the show a 96% fresh rating. General audiences aren't smitten, but the grade isn't terrible. It's 71%. The difference proved enough for Lopez to play the victim card. So if you liked last week's last night's episode of True Detective Night Country, and have a Rotten Tomatoes account, maybe head on over there and leave an audience review, Lopez wrote to her followers. The bros and hardcore fans of season one have made it a mission to drag the rating down, and that's kind of sad considering all the five stars. The bros? She has zero idea. She has zero information, zero knowledge of who is actually leaving those negative reviews. She just assumes it's men. If you don't like Night Country, you're sexist and probably racist too. Of course. Variety wrote to the rescue suggesting Lopez is right and audiences are review brigading the show because there's no other reason for it to be attacked. Lopez didn't identify the exact reason why True Detective fans were trying to drag down Night Country audience rating, but the franchise entries led by women and or inclusive casts often become the target of review brigading. It happened to Marvel with Captain Marvel and Sony's 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Um, how'd that Captain Marvel sequel do when captain marvel was not required reading for endgame how did it do oh yeah it lost 250 million dollars how did the 2016 all-female ghostbusters uh movie do yeah it lost 250 million dollars meanwhile some of the negative rotten tomato reviews of night country seem far from unreasonable lazy writing two-dimensional characters and overacting complete disappointment especially as season one is my favorite jodie foster is quite good the other lead actor is exceptionally bad, having only one facial expression. I get that she's a girl boss, but does that really mean she has to be completely emotionless all the time? Even her most intimate grape scene felt very flat and bland. Most of the dialogue feels very cringe and unnatural, and the supernatural element is hammy and obvious, disappointing so far. I saw a couple complaints about review brigading. But that's not what I'm doing. This season simply does not come close to season one or any other season. I mean, it's just an overindulgent, far left, you know, garbage tier show. That's all it is. Of course, critics like it. You know, season two, by the way, had a 20% audience score. Season three had a 49% audience score. So... Were those also bros and people that didn't like women giving the show negative reviews in season two and three, or did they just suck? So, I mean, come on, a 69% and for one episode, no less, is miles higher than the audience score. Paul Tassie even, you know, said it isn't getting review brigaded. It's miles higher than the audience score of the last two seasons, and no one is accusing viewers of review brigading those. I'm frankly a little bit surprised the heralded season one isn't in the 90s. The 20% reflects how much people hated season two. I think season three deserves way more than 49, but maybe not review brigading, but bad taste, at least I'd argue. This is pretty weird from a showrunner, especially given the context of the actual scores in question. 
I get that review brigading, which I genuinely don't think this is, is annoying, but I'll probably just let things play out before letting accusations fly. And why did she delete it? Because it probably got worse. I mean, it's probably, you know, it's at a 70%. What do you want? The thousand ratings and she's complaining about that. And my guess is she probably got Rotten Tomatoes to delete a bunch of one-star reviews too. I'm sure Rotten Tomatoes wrote in and deleted a bunch of negative reviews because that's what they did for Captain Marvel, right? That's what they did for Captain Marvel. Oh, look at this. An overweight woman with red hair gave it a great, gave it a nine out of 10. What a coincidence. An, an overweight woman with red hair, no sunlight ever touching her skin and red lipstick from IGN. And you can't spell, I don't know, losing without IGN. You can't spell ignorant with, without IGN. Gave it a 9 out of 10. I've seen the episode. It's not good. It is just simply not good. And I don't plan on watching anymore. Anymore. You know, and especially if she's going to call out bros. Like, what is this? And by the way, every time somebody whines about review brigading and then and then a thousand 10 out of 10s roll in from people that never saw the show, um, nobody calls that out. That's review boosting, right? The same people uh, that whine and complain about review brigading um, are fine. When you look at the score distribution... When these shows are like politically divisive, usually have thousands of 10 out of 10s and thousands of zero out of 10s. And then very few in the middle, right? They don't care. They don't want you to look at the, all the 10 out of 10s from brand new accounts though. They want you to only look at the zero out of 10s and those must be the real racists. I just, I don't really understand uh, you know, why these people hate you. They don't want any criticism. The bros and, and, and fan and hardcore fanboys of season one, your show sucks. Your show sucks. And there's a reason she deleted the tweet. There's, she probably got absolutely destroyed and it didn't stop all these articles. So yes, it blows. The show sucks. Anybody who watched it would tell you that. But I guess I'm just a man, so my opinion is irrelevant. I guess they'll take my HBO is happy to take my money, though. What a joke! All right, I'm I'm done with today's stream. I don't know what the fuck's going on with uh, with Rumble. I don't think it's my end. I'm not dropping frames. I don't know. I don't know what the hell to fucking do. I'm so sorry. Hopefully, it'll be better tomorrow. This is a. I mean, this computer can definitely handle. Record, uh, this computer can definitely handle recording and streaming at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out if it's something, if it's, I'm going to try, I'm going to try a software change. I'm going to try a software change tomorrow. All right. Well, I'm going to try to use, um, I'm going to try to use, uh, OBS tomorrow. I'm going to try OBS tomorrow. I think that should be okay. Um.